0: Hi, it's Tony Kornheiser. The podcast is coming up in just a moment, but the sales weasels have got some sponsorships up front.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
2: Previously on the Tony Kornheiser
3: Show.
4: You know, we we can talk about Justin Fields all you want, but Justin Fields isn't the jackass and the bobo who said, let's go from throwing the ball 10 yards downfield 40% of the time to 19. He's not the jackass and the bobo and the collection of overpaid fools who said, yeah. Go and play action more than a third of the time last year worked for
1: us. Let's see what it looks like if we do it 10%. Let's try that. Because
4: we're... They're, he's not the one. And I don't know if you have to bleep that out or whatever. Yeah, I don't know will. how don't that, that works. That.
3: The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now.
0: Great. Chuck Todd going... Chuck, Chuck Todd, I'm sorry. Jason Locke and Four are going insane about Bears' ownership and coaching and everything else. That was just lovely. Um, okay, let me give you our schedule this week. We missed a couple of days. Um, Monday, of course. Sandy Koufax didn't pitch, so I didn't pitch either. Uh, but we'll do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. We'll have three shows. Don't worry about it. There's a, you know, I wrote down things to write about because I'd miss talking about the Sunday NFL and it's going to talk about what's the biggest upset. Was it the Colts beating the Ravens? No, was the Cardinals beating the Cowboys? Zach Wilson stinks, Denver is putrid, Bears are putrid, Vikings lose the Chargers, they're now 0-3, Buffalo kills Washington, something like in their last two games, they're like 65 points against 10, something like that, they're killing people. And what do you do to the coach at Notre Dame for having 10 guys on the field, two plays in a row? giving up the winning touchdown with no virtually no time to go. Were those important plays? Uh, what are you doing? I mean, do you fire the head coach or do you first fire the defensive coordinator? I mean, because it's just terrible. Did you see? I mean, you have a chance to beat Ohio State and then, you know, it... it Improves your playoff chances. I don't know by three thousand percent. But we have something in place now, so it won't happen yeah, again. Yeah,
1: that, that was yeah. We've got systems in place now. Well, to why make sure. didn't you have it's these systems, the rule book? Yeah,
0: like counting. <laughs> why didn't you have these systems in <laughs> yeah, place before? I mean, on. honestly, yeah, honestly, that is, these are that's a fireable offense. It's a fireable offense for the head coach. It's a much more fireable offense for the defensive coordinator. Yes, it really is. I mean, it's just awful. And I would talk about these things at great length, and I would talk about the fact that the Nats game last night was decided by the first batter, Gunnar Henderson. hit a home run off Josiah Gray, and after that, Josiah Gray and the kid from Baltimore Braddish pitched great. They didn't allow anything. It was that, that was it. That was the game, first batter of the game. I could talk at length about that. But you cannot do a show today and talk about anything at length other than Brooks Robinson dying. At 86 years old, I had the great pleasure of um, sitting at a table with Brooks Robinson a few years back at a White House Correspondence Dinner. Brooks Robinson was at the table. Dennis Eckersley was at the table. Tony La Russa was at the table. I had, of course, been in locker rooms with Brooks Robinson over my life. I don't think he knew who I was, but it was just very pleasant. I have a picture of that. It's a lovely I'm not lovely in it, but it's a lovely picture. I mean, he's three (laughs) Hall of Fame guys. Um, Brooks Robinson is not the greatest third baseman to ever play. Mike Schmidt is the greatest third baseman to ever play because of Mike Schmidt's offense and his defense. Mike Schmidt was a very good defensive third baseman, and offensively, he's the best of all time, Mike Schmidt. Brooks Robinson was a very good offensive player, but not anywhere near that league. He was a very great clutch offensive player oh, yes. but even so if you if you're anywhere near my age and you've watched baseball for this many years and you have a sense of who's great truly great mike schmidt is the greatest third baseman but mike schmidt never made plays like brooks robinson brooks robinson is the greatest defensive third baseman of all time there's that play in the world series yeah where he's turned around he's in the 30, he's turned around he's and he just stands pops up in the air and throws on one bounce to boog powell and they get a very slow runner but they get him um brooks robinson when i was young a young sports writer and i got to cover the yankees a little bit they had a great defensive third baseman also a very good much like brooks robinson a great defensive third baseman who was a very good offensive hitter, Greg Nettles. Oh, yeah. And Greg Nettles used to wear a glove that he always wrote on it in Magic Marker E5, made fun of himself. He was great. He was great. He ain't Brooks Robinson. He's he's just not Brooks Robinson. He's the greatest defensive player at third of all time. Played his entire major league career uh in baltimore played through 1977 maybe was it 55 to 77 there was a period of time when the orioles were great when they were the best team in baseball and they had boog powell and they had brooks robinson and they had frank robinson i think those guys once did one of those miller light commercials where they claimed to be brothers <laughs> brooks and frank robinson frank robinson um one of the 10 greatest players of all time. Yeah. Oh, you know, he, there I did. No, he's an MVP in both leagues. I think he's the only guy to be the MVP in both leagues. And he had championships in both leagues. He's one of the 10 greatest players of all time. So they got Frank Robinson and they got Brooks Robinson and they're playing in Memorial Stadium and they're great. I mean, yes. they're great in the 60s and 70s. They're just great. Um, this is before the Cal Ripken era. Did he play till 77? 77 was his last year. Yes. So as a sports 24 writer, 24 games Yeah. Year. As a sports writer, I got. Oh, well, Michael's holding up the M- Miller Lite commercial with Frank <laughs> and Brooks where they claim to be brothers. Yeah. So we're really wonderful. Oh, that's um, so I got to watch him play, chat with him a little bit. I and mean, nothing memorable, absolutely nothing memorable. But if you read all the stuff about him, what you read is, is that everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. They felt that he was a kind and compassionate guy, lived in Baltimore. A lot of the, I've mentioned this before, a lot of the Baltimore Colts and a lot of the Baltimore Orioles stayed in Baltimore, finding it a a town where they were appreciated and they were very, very comfortable. It's not, I don't think Baltimore is one of the 20 biggest cities in America. I really don't. Mm. The sort of. Wide swath metropolitan area of Washington and Baltimore is in the top 10. But I don't think Baltimore's in the top 20 just by itself. But they were comfortable there. Artie Donovan, the great football player, stayed there forever. Johnny Unitas, I think, stayed there forever. Brooks Robinson stayed there forever. Um, I thought he had a house adjoining Caves Valley. I could be wrong about this, but I thought he had a house that was right on Caves Valley. and, And everybody liked him. And all the stories will tell you, all the stories will lead with the same basic fact. And the line is that in New York, they named a candy bar after Reggie Jackson. You can see this in Dave Scheinen's story today in the Post in Baltimore that said, We named our children after Brooks Robinson. So everybody names Brooks. Like there's a million Brookses there. It got me to thinking last night, and I went back and forth with my friend David Israel, one great sports writer in his day, that we are limited. When we talk about the Mount Rushmore of anything, we are limited because Mount Rushmore has four heads. They don't have a fifth head. It's four heads. It's Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. It's four heads. I'm sorry. There's no fifth head. So if you're going to talk about Mount Rushmore, you're limited to four. A lot of places that's problematic. Boston, that is really problematic. Yeah. Getting four in Boston. Because you know you got to have Bill Russell, yeah, and you know you got to have Ted Williams, and you know you got to have Bobby Orr, yeah, and there's about eight other guys, <laughs> right? Is it Larry Bird? Is yeah. it? you got to have Tom Brady, yeah. right? Yeah, I think you got it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, I, I don't yeah. know how you do it in Boston. You beg for a fifth. I'm going to tell you, you have to beg for a fifth in Baltimore, because you got to have Frank Robinson, mm-hmm. and you got to have Brooks Robinson. And you got to have Jim Palmer, kids. And Baltimore's two sports. And we're not even getting to Johnny Unitas. We're not getting to Johnny Unitas. Okay? We can just limit it to baseball if you want without getting to Johnny Unitas, who in my mind is or was the greatest quarterback of all time. And maybe you can argue for Montana and maybe you can argue for Brady. But Johnny Unitas, you argue for as well. So we're, we're just going to even talk about the Mount Rushmore of Baltimore baseball. I'm telling you, you have to have Frank, and you have to have Brooks, and you have to have Palmer. And that leaves you with this hard choice, Eddie Murray or Cal Ripken. Eddie Murray is one of eight guys with 500 home runs and 3,000 hits? Yeah. And I think the only switch hitter to do that Maybe. Maybe. Cal ripkin is Cal ripkin yeah he's the iron man he's the iron man well you got to lop off one of those my friend david said you get rid of cow you get rid of cow i didn't know what to say <laughs> don't if, yeah. you get rid of cow no what you argue for is a fifth head yeah the undiscovered mount rushmore <laughs> head that's what you have to argue for. His oh, Taft. We never saw him up there, you know. And again, if you if it's the full Mount Rushmore, if it's the full Mount Rushmore, you got to have Johnny Unitas. Have to. Who do you get rid of? <laughs> Who do you get rid of? It's it's so you know, for a small city and for only two sports, because they don't have hockey and they had basketball for an hour, you're not going to put Wes, you would put Wes Unseld there, but, you, but Wes Unseld is Washington. Yeah, he's Washington. he's Washington. He's more Washington than the Baltimore Bullets. You know, so I don't, gosh, <laughs> a, I don't know what to do. No, that's a good idea. will have to nut. ask Wilbon. Wilbon is next. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
3: You're listening to The
2: Tony Kornheiser
3: Show.
0: This is a band called Virginia Coalition. We've played their stuff before. It's sent to us by a member, Steve Dawson. This is a song with an interesting title for anybody who's from this area, Living in Lorton. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound... There used to
1: be a prison in Lorton?
0: Yeah. There's the a, night a, night a, night yes. I die. Wow. <laughs> And Steve Dawson writes, we are playing on Saturday, September 30th with John Mayer, Cheryl Crow, and Noah Cahan, who is apparently someone my kids think is cool, at the Ocean's Calling Festival in Ocean City. We are a bit out of our league on this bill and are playing an early blink and you'll miss us slot, but it's nice to be invited. That's lovely. September 30th, that's this Saturday in Ocean City. And this is a song called Living in Lorton, a song about being stuck in mind-numbing traffic on I-95. <laughs> <laughs> with a car full of screaming kids on the way to the Outer Banks and wanting to pull a ladybird and just hurl yourself out of the moving car, which I can only imagine is considerably less dramatic when not moving at all. Yeah, trouble spots, Quantico, quiet. He, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, Fredericksburg. Yeah, oh, my God. Plays in Michael Wilbon. And there's a lot of things we can talk about, but we have to start, as I'm sure Mike will appreciate, with the passing of Brooks Robinson. And uh-huh. this, this question, this question, we're not going to even consider Johnny Unitas. We're just going to do the Mount Rushmore of baseball in Baltimore. But we only have four slots. And I'm going to give you the five people that everybody would say are the five people in contention here. And I'm going to ask you to lop one of them off. Okay. And this is the hardest part. You got Brooks. You got Frank. You got Palmer. You got Eddie Murray. And you got Cal. Right, those yeah. are the ones. That's all there
4: are. You lucky you didn't start with Ruth.
0: Uh, well Ruth was born there. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah from yeah. there. Yeah,
4: Tony. Just by the way, two things, real quick. Uh there's no Lorton Jail anymore. Lorton oh, okay. has been gone forever. Okay, it's, it was always a community with homes, and now it's just they built homes on and what various, used to be the jail. You know, what it's used homes. to be the jail. But yeah, Lorton was always a community that was you know bigger than just the jail. But now. I was walking into um, the National Archives last night. I'm
0: going to ask about that too. Yeah. Okay.
4: Well, I'm with Bob Costas, right? And we—that's how—that's how when I learned, I'm with a person who certainly took about Mount Rushmore when it comes to baseball historians. And,
0: Absolutely. I
4: and mean, Bob, Bob's on it for me. Um, and so I'm walking in, and Bob says, uh, "Well, we, we're going to talk about this." Brooks passed, and I was like, "Oh my god. I I, didn't, I also didn't know. I was thinking he might have been 80s, 80, 86, I guess." 86. Um, and I, you know, wow. Uh I think Palmer probably comes off that list. Really? Every day people are going to get. So 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 Ripken <sighs> Ripken and Murray, I, I don't know how they can come off. And then Brooks and who? Oh, Frank Robinson. They got him, yeah. It's, it's so I mean, hard. You could put, I mean, Frank Robinson could be on the Cincinnati one, but Frank Robinson is so... Frank Robinson also stayed managed and did other stuff.
0: Frank Robinson is one of the ten greatest players of all time. None of the others are that. I, They're not that. They're
4: not. no. No, he's Sorry, on, baby. I, I, Frank's I'm on. I, maybe, bro. I, bro it's so hard, right? Her.
0: It's such a hard call. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I said earlier in the show that I was talking to David last night, David Israel, and he said, "Oh, Cal's got to come off." And I no. went, "Really, Cal?" No, no, and he no, says, no, "Oh, yeah, Cal's got to no, come off." No,
4: no, no. Okay, then. No, David. I will text David when we hang up. All right.
0: So you've got hey. you have Palmer, Palmer, the greatest pitcher in Orioles history, a broadcaster for thirty years.
4: Well, then then you know what? Then Brooks has to come off. Oh, he's the greatest defensive third <laughs> well, of all time. <laughs>
0: he's lived there his whole life now. Did
4: you, did you tell me who's coming off.
0: I, I, I've argued for another head. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I don't know what right. to do. I mean, do. If, you do
4: four, if you do four, I mean, that's it's brutal. But those those five are certainly the quintet. Is, oh, they, they're know, the that's, temptations.
0: That's, you yeah. got to have them all, don't you? You've got to have very, Otis Williams. Come on now. you got to.
4: It's very, um, it, was, it was just, you know, again, difficult to hear. And it was, it was, it was good to be with, 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 with Casas because he can put this in a perspective, you know, like very few people.
0: Yes, he's, few. he is a baseball first guy and always has been. So, t- yeah, tell the people what you did at the National Archives last night.
4: Well, National Archives had a program, and they have an exhibit uh, about sport and, and the program they put on last night. And I'd seen the exhibit in previous times. One of my favorite Fourth of Julys, maybe, maybe my favorite of all the Fourth of Julys I've spent here, was uh, I went to the National Archives on the Fourth of July, was invited for a party at the National That's Archives. That's lovely. It's stunning. Yeah. It's just stunning. To, to You could... Go. I could go to the National Archives like every day, for about a year. Yeah, and just look at what's there. Um, so anyway, they had a program last night, and the program was essentially Bob Costas and me talking, and and sort of just talking about our careers, but through the prism of sort of sports and sports media. Um, And we did that and answered questions and had just a a wonderful time. And uh, so I thank the people at the National Archives for thinking of this. God knows for including me and putting me in the company of Bob Costas, which one of these guys doesn't belong, me. And uh, it was great. And, and you know, I told people at the end of this, for those of you who think you like baseball, listen to Bob Costas. Turn off all these people who just want to give you numbers and try to listen to the games that, that Bob calls starting next week. He's going to be in Los Angeles calling the Dodgers, and I, I was hoping that the Dodgers could be playing the Cubs, and the Cubs suffer, suffered a loss last night.
0: Yeah, but they so suffered cool a play. bad loss, but they're still <laughs> in the wild card. And again, the people chasing them stink. Miami yeah, and they, Cincinnati aren't any good. Well,
4: not about Cincinnati's? With Arizona, they were tied with Arizona last night.
0: Okay, but they're, they they're be, still I'm in the third Arizona spot. Won last night, right? Yes, Arizona won, but you're still in the third spot. Yeah, yeah. Don't be pessimistic yeah, yet. Yeah, be pessimistic yeah. about your Bears. But don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, how do you like this game coming up? Denver
4: at Chicago. I'd like, like it a lot less if I wasn't going to be there.
0: Oh, right? you going?
4: I'm, I'm at the game, yeah.
0: Oh, well, yeah, somebody's yeah. got to win, right? <laughs> somebody's got to win.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know... It's, uh, we, we, we even, you know, did a, a story yesterday, Tony, on the show, um, who's, law, who, who's, who's off to a more embarrassing start, the Bears or the Broncos. And I say the Bears, the Broncos, one person is off to an embarrassing start. The coach. Sean, oh wait, you mean I'm not Bill Parcells Peyton?
0: Right. That's He's fair. He's the
4: embarrassment. Right. The Bears have embarrassment to spread around. And it's not like the commanders' embarrassment over 25 years. It's not that, because nobody needs to be hated. Nobody's toxic. It's it does that about that. It's about on-field performance, and they can't get it right. And the owner, who's a very nice man, George McCaskey, he he hasn't gotten it right since they got rid of Lovey Smith. Right, He's going 10 and 6. Imagine that. Lovey Smith went 10 and 6, and they fired him. How's that working out?
0: That's, it's not working out.
4: There's it's, been at least four coaches since. You had that guy, the guy, the, the professor from Canada, I can't think of his name, CFL. Um, and he, he started it off, and you're just like, what? And then you had uh, the, the other guy, the defensive coordinator, who was in Denver as the head coach, and he was terrible. It's, it's like four or five coaches. And so you can – there's a lot of stuff to go around. Fields is certainly right. not right now what people thought he would be even two weeks ago when the season started. And the defense is dreadful. For, so this coach is, is not what we thought he'd be, Iberflus. And Nagy was – you know, I was enraged at him, as you know. He went 12-4 and four once and was coach of the year, and I hated him and wanted him fired. And I was right, as it turned out. So, you know the, the Bears. It's just it's tough to take. I've already watched one game in person, the Packers and uh, game, and I'll be at this one. And I'm try I'm gonna try to avoid going to the one here in Washington in, in, in a little over a week and a half. But yeah. So anyway, so it was good to uh, be at the National Archives last night. Forget about the Bears for a bit to be with Bob Costas and talk about postseason baseball. Um, our Happy Trails yesterday was um, 68 years ago, 58 years ago. Satchel Paige, Yeah at 59 years old, came in and shut down the Red Sox. Let me say it again, 59. And so people who think that there are folks out here today, if, you, if I have to debate the all-time baseball team, Tony, I don't have anybody on it from now hardly hardly and nobody because there's nobody as good as page there's nobody as good as Mays. there's not baseball's gone backwards there are people like justin verlander who i really believe could play at any time and be great in any era but but there there's no one like satchel page
0: well there are two guys for me that i think would be considered on it um one and you gotta wait a couple of more years but it's otani Yeah. Because he's just a marvel. And the other guy, I think it's possible Aaron Judge will hit his way onto it. Because he's, he, even this year, when he's missed a lot of games, maybe. He's got like 40 home runs. You know, he's. Yeah. And I, and I'm, and he's a better fielder than I ever imagined. He's a good fielder. Yeah.
4: They're, 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 Otani certainly has a trajectory. Yeah, but I get into this argument with people because it, it, someone you know and my best friends of my life, Larry Irving, will argue that Otani's a, a singular talent in the history of baseball. I'm like, okay, he's a singular talent because he pitches and hits, but but he didn't. He ha, he hasn't done it better than Ruth. He actually has not, because Ruth Ruth still has records in pitching. Otani has no, no records. And Otani's never hit three
0: hundred. Oh, yeah, as I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to say now. he's better than Ruth. I'm trying to no, say there's that there's in our lifetimes, like, we've not Page seen this is
4: out there in a way that everybody else ought to just step back and just take a bow mm. to, out to, to Satchel Paige.
0: Yeah, fifty-nine years old to get anybody out at all it was amazing. Yeah. All right, uh, I don't have any. I don't have anything. Oh, uh, just one thing because we're not going to talk before then on on a podcast. You excited about Ryder Cup?
4: Uh, I'm, I'm conflicted about Ryder Cup, which quells my excitement. Um, Ryder Cup is captained by somebody I actually know.
0: Who went to Northwestern.
4: Yeah, and it's not, the, it, 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 yeah, it yeah. not the, the American side. Captained by Luke Donald, who won, hello, an NCAA championship
0: at, at Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah.
4: Okay? And. Matty Fitz, who's on the team.
0: Oh yeah, he's a one year. He's a one and done at Northwestern. Okay, well yeah.
4: Isn't everybody in the history of Duke now what is it done? Yeah, I I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm not saying
0: it's bad. I'm saying it's a one and done.
4: Yeah, he's a one and done like everybody. John else.
0: McEnroe was a it. one and done. Yeah. It's okay. What's that? McEnroe was a one and done at Stanford.
4: Yeah, it was Tiger Water
0: okay. Two. Tiger was three, I think. I think No. No? Or then two. Tiger okay. went two.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I and I, I know Matt Fitzpatrick. I don't know him well—not as well as I know Luke Donald. Luke Donald still lives in Chicago. Still pops up at Evanston.
0: Oh, okay.
4: And, and Matty Fitz, you know, I said to him once, it was it was one and done. Does this resonate with you? He's like, "Are you crazy?" When I see people in purple at the gallery, and they come up and they say, "Go, okay. he goes, "Yes." It's where I only place I went to college. Come on, I love this kid. Love him. And so there are two people on the Euro side. that I know who I have something in common with. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm going to be wearing the red, white, and blue all weekend because I don't know that I am.
0: All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. Michael Wilbon, boys and girls. We will take a break. Um, Chuck Todd, pick some games when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
3: You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show.
0: Once again, this is Virginia Coalition, whose music we've played before. This is a song called Not Scared. Steve Dawson says, a member of the band, ever since the pandemic started, I became our family's Costco ambassador, a title I reluctantly accepted. It is a job fraught with great peril, and I've become pretty familiar with how to avoid the throngs of people fighting for a singular free cheese. it I have not, however, ever heard the chicken bell... <laughs> So I'm wondering what Costco Michael is going to, and I would like to attend one of these <laughs> ceremonies to watch the folks engage in the Rotisserie Rumble. What Costco?
2: Uh, I, I've not been to a Costco in over 15 years. I've been, I've been fighting with
1: the
0: wife to get the membership. <laughs> okay.
1: All right.
0: <laughs> I'm well read. Um, <laughs> if, if bands like Virginia Coalition want to send their original tunes, how do they do so? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonycornizershow.com. And they play in Chuck Todd, who had a great week last week. In the sense that a lot of people lost and Chuck Todd was four and three and is now fourteen and seven and is officially killing it. Yeah. Okay, he's fourteen and seven. Before we get to the picks, Chuck Todd, of course, a back to school night last night, missed the only run in the Nats game. <laughs> First batter, seventh pitch by Josiah Gray, and then everybody was great after that. But let me let me bring this up. With the passing of Brooks Robinson, one thinks of baseball in Baltimore. Um, we're going to leave Johnny Unitas off this. We're not going to talk about football in Baltimore, but baseball in Baltimore. Mount Rushmore, because of design, is limited to four heads. Who do you lop off in this group? Frank mm-hmm. Robinson, Brooks Robinson, Jim Palmer, Eddie Murray, Cal Ripken. Who's out? Mm. Wow.
2: So, not Brady Anderson.
0: Okay. No, not, just, Brady no, no okay. not, not Brady Anderson, <laughs> not John Lowenstein, not Booty. Okay, <laughs> right.
2: I, I got And Chris Hoyles is out too. Yeah, All
0: right. yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I, 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 only because he's a grump. I guess I go Eddie Murray, but I don't know. Like that's the. Like, my instinct was Eddie Murray, and I hate saying that because he's the guy I feared the most in that lineup.
0: Eddie Murray is one of, I believe, eight players with 500 home runs and 3,000 hits
2: only because he's a grump. Is he not? Is he not? No, I mean, you know, I, I always feel like there's some guys that didn't get the same love and affection for whatever reason. And I think, you know, whatever he didn't, you tell me, but it's the impression I got is he didn't have a great relationship with the writers.
0: They had a terrible relationship with the writers because at times he literally spit at their feet.
2: <laughs> well, no, I guess that's a bad relationship. You're, you're saying that's bad? that yeah. didn't that does yeah that's not good um, but i i don't know who you leave off you might I, it's either him or do you leave off brooks
0: you can't leave off brooks you can't okay, he's what, mr well, oriole you can't well,
2: you know donald trump if he gets elected again there's plenty of room for another head Dakota, they're they're going to add another head <laughs> okay. so we may end up with a five we may have five heads someday
0: oh uh, that's great <laughs> Five-headed um, monster would be fabulous. Then we so I, get
2: to keep Brooks. Yes. There you go.
0: Um, we get to keep them all. All right, let me go to uh, football. Let's start with, I think, this, is this the Thursday night <laughs> game? Detroit at Green Bay? Yes. yes. Green Bay coming off a gift win. They were down 17 nothing or 18 nothing, and then Derek Carr got hurt for New Orleans. Green Bay came back. Jordan Love milked the moment. Detroit coming off a win. Detroit in a divisional game on the road, at Lambeau, is favored by one and a half. That's a division you care about. When was the last time Detroit was favored at Lambeau?
2: I'm trying to think of the last time any of these NFC North teams were ever favored at Lambeau in the last 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there's a Minnesota team that might have been. um, But you're right about Detroit. I mean, you've got to go back. It's got to be pre-Brett Favre. Yeah. You probably have to go back to the Lane. Barry Sanders
0: team. You got to go to Bobby yeah. Lane. <laughs> yeah. George In the 1950s. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Now the
2: Plimpton <laughs> preseason games maybe. Yeah. Um I, I mean how do you tell ta- how Packers getting points at home? Like that's just you're just not gonna there's there's no. The only and they seem to be prepared for this game. You know, they sat out. They had, Aaron Jones didn't play the last two games. They seemed to Rest him for this. Rolling the dice that they could, you know, that they were willing to lose Sunday in order to rest him Thursday, have him ready for Thursday. Then he gets another. Green Bay has a Monday night game after the Thursday, so
0: a lot of rest.
2: Uh, I, look, yeah, I think I think the Packers have played this. They 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 lucked out on Sunday. They played this pretty well. Okay, So, I, I like so
0: you'll it. take the Packers. Mm-hmm. Miami is at Buffalo. Miami scored seventy points last week. At Buffalo, Miami is getting, is this three and a half? Is Miami getting three and a half at Buffalo? That's uh, two and a half. Two and a half at Buffalo? Yes. Still, they scored 70 last week. Now, Buffalo the last two weeks has scored 100 and given up three. So, this is a game you'd want to see. You'd yeah. want to see this game. This is a tough one. What do you do? And you uh, got I Buffalo wrong agree. last
2: week. You got but, wrong. By yeah. the way, in a month from now, are we going to look back at that first game of the year with the Buffalo, Buffalo and the Jets? You go, how did Buffalo lose that game? Yeah. Like, you know, there's always like one game you're like, how did that happen? And that one is starting to look more and more like an outlier. Uh, It's almost like the pollsters at ABC. Um, (laughs) uh, And the Post. oh, sorry, I I said that out loud. Uh, Okay. Give me – thank you very much. Give – I I, – I, I feel like the, the smarter gambler decision is to take Buffalo because all the hype is with Miami. And, you know, if you if you listen to Jeff Ma and you're betting the process, you know, there's going to be over, over betting in Miami. But, my God, that offense, they're like the Rams in 99. Mm-hmm. You just you think, you know, I'm afraid of getting a, in front of that. I'm going to take Buffalo because they're at home. But I, I, I have a feeling that I'm going to – Look back on this. and I said, what was my second. I think I would Don't take Buffalo
0: it. as well. I really would because it's two and a half, not three. And
2: yeah. I think
0: that it's a field goal kind of game. All
2: right, here's the, here's
0: the big game. Denver at Chicago, two to- totally putrid teams. <laughs> uh, Denver just gave up 70. And by the way, the last two touchdowns were by people you've never heard of. Quarterbacks <laughs> and backs, you've never heard of them at all. Denver gave up 70 at home. They're on the road. How bad is Chicago that Denver is minus three and a half? That's impossible to believe. This game, you want to watch this game. I don't know that anybody wants to bet this game, but you have to. Denver minus three and a half at it's, Chicago.
2: this loser goes home?
0: Yeah, that's right. He's out of the league. They're that relegated. Mean, right? Yeah, relegation. Relegated. <laughs>
2: this would be total relegation. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I just, I'm going to bet on Sean Payton. Right? I mean, it's like, which coach do you think can get a team that doesn't believe they can win to believe they can win? And what's the guy at Chicago, Iberflus? Eberflus. Yeah, How many Super Bowls has he won?
0: <laughs> so far, I think right? less than one. So
2: far. Yeah. As know. many as I have. Uh, give me Sean Payton.
0: Um, I actually believe pretty much the same thing, that this is a critical game in the career of Sean Payton. I really believe that. They go to 0 4 and they lose to this I, I team. I,
2: I, I yeah. could
0: see him quitting and saying, What am I doing? I'm doing it wrong.
2: All right, we what move were on. Some of these, right? Well, you had what? Dick Vermeel tried to come back one more time. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Gibbs. Yeah, didn't work. You know, sometimes these don't work and we forget. And, and we. To the benefit of like Joe Gibbs, we don't remember. that, nah, no, nah, nah, We're not going to remember that last That's time right. he came back. That's right. Right. No, that didn't count. Right. And I think in Sean Payton's case, I think we would probably do that. If
0: he gets out quicker. Yeah,
2: yeah. All
0: right. Baltimore, a surprise, surprising line to me. Baltimore's at Cleveland. I know Baltimore lost last week, but I don't think Cleveland's any good. Although how Cleveland's 2 and 1. I don't know. I still to can't Indianapolis. figure out how the Ravens lost. Baltimore's getting 2.5. This is, to me, a what? I think if it was me, I'd bet Baltimore, but you're betting, not me.
2: No, I I don't. I'm still trying to figure out how the Ravens lost last week. And Justin Tucker missed a field goal. Yes.
0: No, he never It misses. was under 60. He's, yes, it was, he's Hall of Fame kicker. He's the best ever. Yes,
2: he missed. The other guy kicked him. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Colts guy, didn't he, like, make four? Yeah, uh, Indianapolis. In that right. game, yeah, And hit one that was a pretty big one. Uh, I... I It's one of those, because I still can't figure out how the Ravens lost last week. There's no they're not losing two in a row here. And I think they're really, I think they're, I think they're one of the the contenders that no one talks about.
0: So, yeah. So I would take them too. I mean, I really would. Mm -hmm. New England is getting seven at Dallas. New England won a game. Dallas lost a game. Probably the biggest upset of the week. Um, New England doesn't score a whole lot. They don't score a whole lot. They're getting seven at Dallas. Who do you like?
2: It's a lot of points for a team that's pretty good on defense. I just don't know how New England keeps up. But you know, especially after you can't imagine Dallas doesn't doesn't uh, uh, have have something back. Have, have get their act together. Yeah, to bounce back.
0: It's a bounce back situation. Mm-hmm. Feels like mm-hmm. it at home. Feels like it better be. So you're taking Dallas?
2: Better be, or ESPN programming, what yeah. happens, right? If they lose yeah. two in a row? Yeah. What do you do if you can't talk about, I guess you just talk about the fall of Dallas,
0: right? You, you, you can talk about Dallas every single day, no matter what. There's an I mean, I was
2: Look, I was impressed. I was wondering, I'm like, boy, the Dolphins score 70 points, so how do the Cowboys end up the lead? And the Cowboys said, no, 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 we're going to lose to Arizona so that there's <laughs> no way answer. the Dolphins can get the lead story. We just yeah. can't allow the Dolphins. Nobody else can be the lead. The Cowboys have to be the lead. Who do you take? Uh, oh, I thought I said. No? Yeah, Dallas. Okay. Sorry. Okay.
0: Yeah. Seattle is at the New York Giants. You go all the way across the country, and they're getting, they're get, or they're giving one and a half. Seattle. What are they doing? Are they getting or giving? Uh, getting one and a half. Seattle's getting one and a half. They're getting yes. points? Seattle's getting points at the Giants? Double check that. Giants haven't been very good. The Giants needed the greatest comeback in the history of the franchise to beat Arizona and then lost twice, admittedly, to good teams. That unfortunate early season schedule to get um, the teams that they got, Dallas and San Francisco. Yeah, confirmed Giants giving one and a half. Seattle getting. Does that tempt you?
2: That's, uh, it, I, I would not want to bet on the Giants right now. That doesn't look like a team that, I mean, did boy, in hindsight, did they – how much money are they tied up in Daniel Jones?
0: Uh, they gave him a pretty good deal. They gave him a pretty good yeah. deal, and they're thats a Monday night game. Maybe, maybe that—that's why they're the favorite. I don't know. I don't know.
2: That's that's even more reason to me to take Pete Carroll. Um, it, you know, yes, he's coming out east, but he has an extra day. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I uh, the the Giants just don't look. They don't look like a team that can score more than twenty-one points in a game in Seattle. Seattle can score. That's the a, offenses can 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 light it up if it has to.
0: I'm okay, I'm surprised at that one, and we will give you the Washington game. Washington is at Philadelphia um, in a legitimate rivalry. They're at the Eagles. They're getting eight. I guess I'm a little surprised they're only getting eight. I mean, I'm that's not too a, many.
2: I, I, that's a divisional game, though.
0: Okay. All right.
2: That's. I actually think I still think it's too many points. I don't like. I don't like taking – I'm always careful of divisional games. I don't like taking um, – laying too many points. So and you that's would take Washington. I, that's a take Washington. score. I'm going to take Washington. You know went down the drain. Sort of one of those.
0: You went down. You ain't down.
2: Whatever I can – and Reginald keeps betting with me on, on these Washington games. Reginald's, Suddenly.
0: you know, Reginald, to be fair, he's a monkey. <laughs> I mean, he can't <laughs> figure out his mindset.
2: I'm worried this year. I mean, if we we have we gotten a, do we have a competency issue? I, I worry there's an age issue with Reginald that we're, Might be. we're not sure he's as, as up. Every as, human as year up.
0: in chimpanzee
2: it's, years is like 28. A, yeah. Yes, it's 28. Well, and so he's, he's also upset
1: with the passing of Bud Grant. I mean, he's got
0: a lot on his, his
2: uh, plate these days. You know. Oh, I forgot the Bud Grant thing. It's been a rough summer for him. It, it. it has.
0: Yeah. And I, I'll just say this about Washington. Um, everybody gets excited when they get a new young quarterback, get your draft way down, and he shows you something early. Not all of them are Tom Brady. They're not. They're not all Brooke, Brock Purdy either. And when it's only the second year for Brock Purdy. This kid is, uh, is he a fifth-round pick, Howell? Fifth round, something like that? Fourth, fifth? I don't know.
2: Well, but in, in defense of Washington fans, I mean, look at it. Rippin, he wasn't a first-round pick.
0: No, he wasn't.
2: Right? You know, um, uh, it, 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 I feel like that they've actually had a pretty good run of not, I mean, Kirk Cousins. He wasn't a first-round pick. No, fourth. He's probably the best best quarterback they've had in a century. while.
0: Not so great in Minnesota, but made a lot of money. Good for him.
2: Yeah. You like that? Would you trade? Would you trade him to the Jets? He, would is you he, take is him he, if you were the
0: Jets. How old is he now? How old is Kirk Cousins? He's like thirty-five. or Am I wrong on that? Yeah, thirty. 33. Would I take him over Zach Wilson? I would take. Yeah, I would take.
2: No, but you anybody. would have Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, on, under contract next year. That, yeah, but you would that also. That would be what would happen.
0: You're hedging your bet, I guess, because you don't know if Rogers is coming. You know, you don't know with Rod. I don't know. I don't know that I would do it. I might just punt on this year and go back to Rogers. How was he?
1: Kirk Cousins just turned thirty-five on August nineteenth. Yeah, that's. He's okay. an aging
0: quarterback. Yes. All right,
1: Chuck. Todd. Go ahead.
2: All right, guys. Good See luck. Guys. No, 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 I got nothing add.
0: All right. Good Goodbye. Luck. Good luck, Chuck Todd. <laughs> if we just gave you Chuck Todd, it'd be more than enough. But we give you more than Chuck Todd. We give you a monkey.
3: See the monkey he's
1: scritch scritch scratching watching his iPad smoking and laughing, hanging with blood print tapping on his Nigel's going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. 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 Reginald's got the bikes. Bikes by two. Two. Sometimes he throws boo
0: boo boo. And he's had too, too much Johnny Walker Blue. Alright. <laughs> so where was he? What's he doing?
1: Uh He's always this a whirlwind. Wind. He's always got lots of stuff going on. As I went to the zoo, he was just wrapping up negotiations on behalf of the Writers Guild. Good. Apparently, he's been heavily involved in those negotiations. Good. Looked like he's bringing that home. And he's excited, Mr. Tony, because this means his passion project can finally get done. This is the reboot of BJ and the Bear. Oh, fantastic. With Vince Vaughn, apparently signed on to to play the truck driving, um, chimpanzee-loving guy who dra- travels around the, the country solving crimes. Um, uh, also... Casting this apparently is Eddie Falco, Idris Elba, and Eugene Levy as Sheriff Lobo. It just can't get any better than that. Coming to ABC this winter. Can't so. get any better than yes. that. So, but he took some time from uh, from all that off to uh, to pe- he pick these matches. The first one it we gave one and two last week. He's two and seven. Yeah, he's, it's not a good start. I mean, for him. No, it's not he's, a good start. I mean, excuse the pun. He's got to stop monkeying around with all these other things and just
0: focus on the games. No, it's the worst. of... Yeah, he's it's the worst of the four people we yeah. use. He's not a person, though. We should point
1: out he's the was, best of the monkeys. He had we a use. great year last year, he did. but
0: that was last
1: year. Ah, what have you done for me lately? Right. So we started off giving him uh, Detroit, uh, giving one and a half at Green Bay, and he showed me a picture of him, very old. Of him uh, at a jitterbug dance contest as a judge alongside Barry Sanders, Joe Dumas, and Wayne Fonts. There you go. Tells me he Taking likes Detroit. the Detroit. Yes. Now uh, the next one we gave him was Miami. This is a fascinating game. Miami getting two and a half at the Bills. Probably the best game on the on the slate of oh, sure. the week, right? Oh sure. Uh, and this showed me uh, a photograph of him At a beachside cafe Having a nice egg white omelette With Johnny Ola Hyman Roth And Mercury Morris so, and,
0: and, and you know If there's a million dollars on the table
1: <laughs> When I wake up
0: I've got a partner Miami <laughs> is so lucky To be going to Buffalo In not bad weather Yes
1: This is when you want to go It's
0: not bad weather yeah. Yeah.
1: And of course The last match we gave him Was uh, the Washington football team Getting eight at Philadelphia They went down the drain On Washington last All right, week That was loud wrong oh. <laughs> oh, The weather will keep it close no. Yeah, how did that work out for you, Reggie? Um, but he showed me a picture of him uh, racing dune buggies in the Gobi Desert with Greg Lazinski Bobby Clark, and Harold
0: Carmichael. So, so he's taking Philadelphia. Yeah, so he's going to part company with, with Chuck on that one. He's going to take okay. the Eagles. That's good. We have those picks in. Uh, we will take a break, and when we come back, email and jingle. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show.
5: Here comes Tony's mailbag, got your email factors and your notes. Here comes Tony's mailbag, gotta read some for all you folks.
0: Thank you, Gary. Um, Nigel? Do you want to do
1: the Bethesda bagel read here? Yes, we got the bagel sandwiches today. Very happy about that. Bethesda bagels, we love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop
0: on in, and you will be thrilled. All right, I guess that'll do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, Dear Mr. Fantasy, play us a tune, something to make us all happy. Do anything, take us out of this gloom, sing a song, play guitar, make it snappy. You are the one who can make us all laugh, but doing that, you break out in tears. Please don't be sad. If it's a straight mind you had, we wouldn't have known you all these years. That's Stevie Winwood. That's Traffic. Yes. And that's Stevie Winwood. And I love Stevie Winwood. I'm that guy. I mean, he asked me my top 10. Stevie Winwood is in my top 10. Thanks to our guests today, Michael Wilbon and Chuck Todd. Thanks to our sponsors today, MeUndies and ZipRecruiter. Great read by Michael. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey get the show through apple Podcasts. please leave us a review let me get to some old email and some new email this is from willie yui or willie yugi i'm not sure how to pronounce it h-u-g-h-e-y i'd say i would have said yui um leesburg virginia i've been watching you since 2005 and listening to your podcast since the first day all as an oregon resident i beamed with pride at mentions of willamette bells up tillamook and bandon every time they come up The funniest outcome, though, was the amount of D.C. area knowledge I acquired and then utilized on my customers who were in the DMV. I would bring up weather and traffic and derelict vehicles parked in residential zones during these long-distance phone calls. It would always throw them off. Well, I recently moved to Leesburg, Virginia, and I have to thank you profusely for all the years of local knowledge I have banked. I've eaten at the Palm and visited Calvert-Woodley while avoiding the metro like the plague. I found my Tillamook ice cream and started shopping at Wegmans. I sold my Subaru in Oregon, knowing better than to even try to bring it here. I took the Acela to New York City because only a Rube would get caught on I-95 on Friday afternoon, of course. (laughs) It's funny, but also very true. People are amazed at how well I know the area and the roads. But they also know I'm not from here, as I'm still mispronouncing places like L'Enfant and Gallaudet, yet I nail Rehoboth with ease. My next challenge is to cross the Bay Bridge, but I'm going to wait till a midnight hour when there's nobody else around. Quoting <laughs> the wicked Wilson Pickett, Pickett. Yes. From Jason Anschutz in Fargo, North Dakota, I cannot in good conscience allow you to put Mr. Gower or Mr. Gower from It's a Wonderful Life oh, that's Gower. Yes. Gower. on the Mount Rushmore of pharmacists. If a 12-year-old George Bailey hadn't stopped him, Mr. Gower would have filled a prescription with cyanide. By definition, that makes him a terrible pharmacist. Mr. <laughs> Gower can't even hold Evelyn's mortar and pest. <laughs> ben and DuPont. Am I the only one surprised Grandpa Hoffwoff knew how many Jonas Brothers there were right off the bat? <laughs> of course not. Many have called them the modern-day rascals, right? That is true. From Justin Johnson in Arlington, Virginia. Can I go ahead and say that we've gotten a little loose with what we're submitting as David Aldridge moments? <laughs> yes, I believe we okay. have. Uh, had a nice conversation with David last night, by the way. We chatted; to chat. It was very Love nice. D.A. From Kyle Tomeny in Canton, Georgia. During Monday's Mailbag, you and Nigel discussed the proper pronunciation of pecan. Since the leading producer of the pecan is a southern state of Georgia, the southern pronunciation would be the correct one, and the correct one in the south is as you and nigel stated pecan emphasis on the long p not the short p version of pecan which is how i pronounced it all my life until last week i know this as i once worked with a fellow pilot jim Gorell, who was born and raised in the deep south and emphatically told me there was only one way to say it pecan he further clarified that the pronunciation of pecan was something you pee in some things you can't forget (laughs) Pecan, yes. Pecan. Yeah. Pecan. Pecan. I got that wrong. <laughs> from Rick Devins, our boy in Macon, Georgia. Survivor. I appreciate John Morgan finally getting around to watching my season of Survivor. Did I win this time? <laughs> uh, from, who's this from? I don't know who this is from. Oh, this is from somebody with from Cigna. What, what is this? I'm looking for work. Should I apply for this job? I'm the official Cigna Grievance Customer Lead Representative at Tony Kornheiser show. Signed an underemployed little. There's a job posted. Grievance customer, service, <laughs> grievance customer Service Lead Representative, Cigna Healthcare, remote, $19 to $29 an hour. The associate may screen incoming complaints received orally or in writing. Uh, conducting root cause analysis as needed, creating oh, right. an action plan. <laughs> they just dump them in the trash. Yes. That's what they do. I believe That's
1: you need the- word. know how to say the word denied yeah. and then you're golden with that. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> no. Um, Stephen Silver Spring. Today the Hurricane Center, this is a while back, September 18th, advised that, quote, the long-awaited rapid intensification phase of Nigel is underway. <laughs> Maybe Nigel should lay off the caffeine a bit. From wind Mossman, Watching college football highlights, and the thought occurs to me, how can Bowling Green not have green uniforms? Get Wilbon's favorite marketing guy on that one, please. That's a good point. From Joe Farrell. We love Joe Farrell. We do love Joe. And only Maryland. We're all looking forward to your Caps training camp preview. Will Ivan Moroshnichenko have an impact? Can Alexander Suzladev make the team? Who has more Russians, the Caps or the embassy? I will hang
3: up and listen.
0: Um, All right. This is from Denny. When I go to a Seattle Mariners game at T-Mobile Park, I have the privilege of occasionally visiting the telefo- uh, television broadcast booth where a friend I worked with at the NBC affiliate in Seattle is stage manager for the Mariners television broadcast. Aside from talking about the good old days of TV news, I got to meet the great Dave Sims and I've been able to briefly visit with him over the years. Little did I know that he was a little like myself when one time I went to the broadcast booth and he said he'd heard you read one of my emails on your podcast. Ever since, it's a hail and hearty lechiserie when we meet. I was in the broadcast booth on Sunday, this past Sunday, when I finally did the fawning fan thing and asked for a picture with him, after which he said, you have to send this to Tony. So that picture is attached to this email for you and your viewers on News Channel 8. Thanks for all the years of entertainment, and I look forward... To Dave Sims's next TK appearance, hopefully on the March to the World Series. Oh yeah, it's a lovely picture. Uh, the 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 Mariners are treading in bad water, are they not? Yeah. Yeah. Mariners are fourth now. Toronto. Well, Tampa is the first wild card. Yes, then by Then Toronto, I think. Yes. And then Houston, I think. I think you're right. But but the Rangers could fall down the drain too. That they could fall down the drain, I would think, right?
1: Yes, I'm, I'm just pretty sure the Nats and the Red Sox will not be making no, the postseason. one more,
0: and then we'll get out of here. From Brian Moeller in Table Rock Lake, Missouri, who signs Chuck and Roxy, number 167. And he ex- expresses here exactly what we felt when we heard this. Lacanfora's rant about the Bears was pure gold. The fact that it brought Mr. Tony Joy was just icing on the cake. It was spectacular. <laughs> yes, it was. Spectacular. We clipped it. To send to Wilbon. Yes. Because it justifies everything Wilbon believes. Yes. So it's just just wonderful. I sent it late,
1: but it didn't really matter because yeah. the weekend proved it.
0: Even yeah, they stink. <laughs> they stink. They stink. They're underdogs at home to a team that just gave up seventy points. 70. Okay? <laughs> if you're out on your bike time. Everyone is always do wear white. But we don't have the shipzfa
3: to do it.
6: From your mother drove beyond the county line. We are hidden but from moonlight in the night. If it's wrong, then we're together. Why does this love carry on? I can see that they won't break you, so I'll stay strong all along, and they can't take you, when you're gone, I can say I'm not scared. tired masquerade Pull the shades apart and wonder what we made Would you train the world they gave you The one we saved I can say I'm not scared to hold